Hello, my name is Graham Kaufman. I'm a graduate student here at the University of Nebraska in the Electrical Engineering Department, and today I'll be presenting my research on observations of changes in surface chemistry of metallic FLSP surfaces as a function of wettability. Here's some motivation behind the work. Metal surfaces processed with femtosecond laser surface processing, or FLSP, have a wide variety of applications. One application is the creation of superhydrophilic or hydrophobic surfaces on metals. Creating a superhydrophobic surface on an electrical power line can limit the ice buildup during winter storms, preventing the cables from snapping, potentially saving millions of dollars annually. Metal FLSP surfaces are intrinsically superhydrophilic. However, when exposed to air, the wettability of the surfaces transitions from superhydrophilic to superhydrophobic. We are interested in investigating the, what changes in surface chemistry result in these shifts in wettability over time. Here we focus on FLSP applied to aluminum and silver. Silver is investigated because the wetting properties change within hours of exposure to air versus more than a month with aluminum. Our goal is to use surface analysis techniques to study what changes in surface chemistry of a metal FLSP surface as their wettability transitions from superhydrophilic to hydrophobic due to exposure to air. A little background on what FLSP does and how it works. FLSP creates dual hierarchical structuring on the micro and nano scale, on metals in particular here. Intense electric fields from a focused ultra-short laser pulse ablate the metallic surface, leading to <clears throat> material removal, surface melts, and redeposition of material. And this leads to the self-organized structuring we can see in figure A here. These, this is on silver. These uh, micro-scale structures here are about 30 microns across and on the orders of probably about 50 microns tall. In the bottom right here, we can see the nanostructuring, uh, which is a result of the redeposition of material. Here's the experimental setup we used here. <clears throat> the laser we use in this work is a 6 millijoule coherent Estrella laser with a center wavelength of 800 nanometers, a repetition rate of 1,000 hertz, and a pulse duration of 35 femtoseconds. Uh, in the case of silver, we use a technique called dual pulse which takes the incident beam and splits it into two different paths based on horizontal and vertical polarization. Uh, the two different paths travel different path lengths, and since the speed of light is constant in air, uh, these two different path lengths arrive at the sample at a slightly different time. In this case, we typically use less than a nanosecond of pulse delay. A dual pulse takes advantage of the time-dependent light-matter interaction processes of FLSP. The procedure for this experiment is as followed. Four samples of both silver and aluminum are individually cleaned in a 20-minute sonic bath of acetone, then ethanol, and finally distilled water. FLSP is applied to these samples using the following parameters. For the silver, our pulse delay is 120 picoseconds, and for aluminum, there is no pulse delay since we're just using single pulse FLSP. The laser spot, radius, the raster offset, the power, and the velocity of the raster all lead to two main parameters of the laser processing. The peak fluence, which is the energy per centimeter squared, and then the pulse count, which is how many times an individual spot on the surface is irradiated with the laser. Varying peak fluence and pulse count gives different size and shape structures. For both the silver and the aluminum, immediately after processing and before the samples have had a chance to transition, one sample is placed inside the ultra-high vacuum chamber for analysis, and the contact angle is measured on the other sample. Two additional samples are used for hydrophobic experiments. These are set under a clean, upside-down petri dish in open air, and we wait for those to transition. XPS is performed on the first superhydrophilic sample, and after the exposure to air, the contact angle of, is measured on the, one of the remaining two samples. Once the sample's wettability has transitioned to hydrophobic, the other sample, which is also hydrophobic, 
uh, is placed in the ultra-high vacuum system and XPS is performed. Here we have the results of the contact angles. The unprocessed silver has a contact angle of 80 degrees, and the unprocessed aluminum has a contact angle of 71 degrees. The superhydrophilic samples, which we can see in the left image, are completely wetting, so it, you almost can't see the water at all on the surface. Uh, the, we haven't had chance for the alumina to fully transition uh, from superhydrophilic to hydrophobic, so we don't have contact angle measurements for uh, hydrophobic aluminum, but we do for hydrophobic silver. That can be seen on the right image there, where the contact angle is 141.1 degrees. Here's the XPS data for the aluminum FLSP. Um, I won't spend too much time talking about this because we have nothing to compare it against because the sample hasn't fully transitioned to hydrophobic yet. So this is the hydro super hydrophilic aluminum F uh, XPS data. Here we have XPS data for the super hydrophilic and hydrophobic silver FLSP samples. The super hydrophilic uh, data will be in the left column and the hydrophobic data will be in the right. Images A and B are the survey scans for both these samples and atomic percent compositions are calculated from the area underneath the peaks. Comparing the superhydrophilic's carbon concentration to the hydrophobic, we can see that they're both about 34%. Uh, both oxygen concentrations are about 28 or 29%, and the silver concentration makes up the rest, so it's about 37% on both of these. We initially thought that the transition and wettability may have been due to hydrocarbon attachment from hydrocarbons in the atmosphere, but if that were the case, we'd expect to see a higher percent composition of carbon in a hydrophobic surface compared to the hydrophilic uh, surface. This is not what we see. Next, we look at the carbon-1s uh, transition for the superhydrophilic and superhydrophobic. In the superhydrophilic uh, image C, we see that we have a curve that's relatively consistent with what we'd expect for um, adventitious carbon. Adventitious carbon is just a layer of carbon that settles from the atmosphere on most samples. Um, on the right, we see that we can kind of have that, we have that same shape over on the right side from the 285 to the 287 region, but we also have this new component at 288.8. We believe that this new component can be attributed to the fact that the surface chemistry changes as you transition from superhydrophilic to superhydrophobic. If we look at the ONS transitions, again, we can see that we have a larger difference in the uh, shapes of the curves. So we have the same three components fitting both the image E, which is the superhydrophilic, and image F, which is the hydrophobic samples. However, the ratio of intensity for these peaks is substantially different. On the left, we have the peak about at about 533 and the peak at about 530, uh, making a majority of the sample. But as we transition from superhydrophilic to hydrophobic over an image F, we can see that the peak at 531.3 eV dominates the spectra. We believe that this also has to do with the fact that um, the carbon in image D, so the addition of carbon from superhydrophilic to hydrophobic, it most likely contains oxygen as well. So the conclusions from this work, <clears throat> as metallic FLSP surfaces are left in an open lab environment, their wettability transitions from superhydrophilic to hydrophobic and eventually superhydrophobic. XPS survey scans show little change in the atomic percent composition of the carbon and oxygen on the surface of the silver FLSP as the wettability transitions. However, high resolution scans of the carbon 1S and oxygen 1S transitions uh, for the silver FLSP show significant changes in the species present as the sample's wettability transitions. The hydrophobic silver FLSP sample contains a new carbon species at a binding energy of 288.8 eV, often associated with a carbon or ox and oxygen double bond. And the hydrophobic AGFLSP surface uh, oxygen content is dominated by the species found at 531.3 eV. I'd like to thank the Nebraska Center for Energy Science Research for funding this work. The laser processing and surface characterization was performed in the Center for Electro-Optics and Functionalized Surfaces. 
and the SEM imaging was performed in the Nebraska Nanoscale Facility, the Nano Engineering Research Corps Facility, or the NERF Facility. My name is Graham Kaufman, and I'd like to thank you for watching my presentation.